0: You can reach us at Proponacy.com. You are being forwarded to the contact center. Coach. Contact center coach. In the 1950s, a bottle of Coca-Cola was a mere six and a half ounces. Over the decade, McDonald's came along with a 7-ounce and a 12-ounce cup. Nothing really changed until 1976. And in 1976, it was the splash heard round the world. 7-Eleven introduced the Big Gulp, 32 ounces of sheer sugary glory. And from there, they didn't stop, right? The Big Gulp turned into the Double Gulp, which went from 32 ounces up to 64 ounces. The Double Gulp has since gone gone down to 50 ounces because it just doesn't fit in the car cup holder that you've got. And of course, 7-Eleven now has the Team Gulp, which is one gallon of soda that you can get going into their store. Matter of fact, 7-Eleven on average sells 33 million gallons of fountain sugary drinks a year, enough to fill 75 Olympic size swimming pools. I love the term Big Gulp because I think Big Gulp really describes what it takes to inspire people in a contact center. I mean, I I think that's the Big Gulp inspiration. I've titled today's podcast, Keeping People Inspired, The New KPI. KPI stands for key performance indicator but we're focused on keeping people inspired. And and I think that that's really the big gulp that we need to take in the contact center. So but in order to do a big gulp, I mean we have to start with the fact that that things are pretty hard. You know, some things that we've talked about before is that we have to create delight and retain customers with entry level employees that are usually the lowest paid, right? With the highest turnover right. We do this never knowing when they're going to arrive or when they're going to leave. We have to do it with quality, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of times a year in half the time it takes to boil an egg. We do this knowing that the very worst employee that we have today will talk to more customers in one single day than our most highfalutin marketing executive will probably talk to in a year. And the calls keep getting more complicated, right? These are ones are going to the IVR, self-service, and who knows, maybe some really smart bot in your organization today or in the next 10 years. Not one of our employees, not one of them when they were growing up said, you know what? When I get older, I just want to be a contact center agent. And there's no room for failure either, right? Everything is recorded in this information age. In a contact center, we record everything, so the big gulp of how do we inspire these people is quite the challenge. But I guess if it makes us feel anybody, we're, we're really not alone, right? So the Gallup organization says that nearly 70% of all employees are actively disengaged. There was a recent study in Career Builder that said that a whopping 58% of managers said they didn't receive any management training. of bosses believe that employees quit because they want more money, when in reality, only 12% of the employees actually leave an organization for more money. A Harvard Business Review survey reveals that 58% of people say they trust strangers more than their own boss. Boy, that should give you a warm and very, very fuzzy feeling. 79% of people who quit their jobs cite lack of appreciation as their reason for leaving. Right? And of course... 53% of of, of current Americans are unhappy at work. Recognition is the number one thing employees say their manager could give them to inspire them to produce great work. When it comes to inspiring people to be their best at work, nothing else comes close. So we all like our employees. I mean, let's face it. I, I don't think there's, I've been anywhere where I haven't heard A manager or a leader or a supervisor say, you know what, our employees are valuable. Our employees are really valuable. They're very, very valuable to our organization. And, you know, I love the word valuable, right? Because it breaks down into two words, which is value and able. And we want our employees to feel valued. We want them to feel. Recognition. We want them to feel like they're an important cog in the wheel. We want them to know that they're important to what we're trying to happen, have happen as an organization. But we also need to make them able, right? We need to give them the skills and tools that they need to be successful in the organization. It's no different than what we want to do with our kids, right? I mean, I want my kids to feel valued. I want them to feel precious. I want them to feel precious in God's sight and to know that they're loved, but I also want them to make them able, right? I want them to go out and be able to function in society. And let's face it, someday I want them to leave, right? So so, so we can all recognize and appreciate and accept the fact that everybody wants our employees who we find valuable to be successful. So how do we accomplish this big gulp? How do we get the kind of inspiration that we're we're looking for? right? So the first thing that we have to do is we have to recognize that every employer we have is listening to the exact same radio station. That's WIIFM, which is what's in it for me. You remember, you've got these people in your life, which is, you know, kind of enough about me. What do you think of me? So everybody, including us, we're all self-centered to some extent. And and when employees look at how they relate to and connect to an organization, they're obviously thinking about themselves. And it doesn't mean that they're so inwardly focused that they can't accomplish the job that you want them to. I just want you to recognize that it really is all about them, right? So, so what are the things that we can do? What are, what are the things that we can do to achieve this big gulp to be able to inspire our employees? Well, I think there's three things we need to do. The first one is, to find someone doing something right. Finding somebody doing something right is actually a little bit harder than it looks, especially in a contact center, which seems crazy if you think about it, right? Because we we record everything. We measure everything. There are so many things right going on in a contact center that they're almost too numerous to even find a way to do anything with them. And so what ends up happening is we have a tendency to focus on the things that we do poorly rather than the things that we do really well. But we have to find people doing something right. If you've heard my earlier podcast, you understand the concept of roses, daisies, and weeds. If you're the kind of organization that finds someone doing something right, then that means you must be encouraging and recognizing weeds on a regular basis going to leave a little silence there to see whether that's really what you're doing. Are you spending a lot of time encouraging and recognizing your weeds for the things that they're doing really, really well? Uh, Probably not. And the reason for that is, is because we have a tendency to focus on the things that people are doing wrong, because those are the things that stand out. You know, when you, when you've got a big list of things that somebody's done right, then you've got a reason to walk the roads because you've got some things to say Uh, I would encourage you to use uh, something which I use personally, which is called the sandwich approach. And the sandwich approach means that you say something nice, then you say something that's critical or, or an area of opportunity, and then you say something nice again. So, hey, I like your socks. Your shoes are ugly, but I really love those socks. So love your adherence scores. We do need to work on empathy, but I'm really, really loving the adherence scores. So in order to find somebody doing something right, you have to be the kind of person that looks for success, right? You have to count it, and then you have to celebrate it. Well, well, how do you count it? Well, I mean, you can count streaks, you can count legacy numbers, the number of times somebody's had a perfect score, the number of times that they've been able to accomplish whatever the KPIs that you're working for. So you, you take their KPIs, you celebrate the success, and of course, then I found a way to keep people inspired, We need to find ways constantly to be counting and celebrating people finding people doing something right. Next up to the success of keeping people inspired in the new KPI is connecting. Connection is really important in a contact center. It doesn't matter whether you've got 10 people or 10,000 people. It's easy to get lost in a contact center, especially where there's usually such a high level of turnover. I mean, it's a little bit like high school. You you don't need five friends or 10 friends in high school in order to be successful, in order to have a a good experience, but you need to at least have one. You you need somebody to protect you from the mean girls and the bullies. You you can't get through high school without one friend. It's the same way in the contact center. We've got to find a way to make some sort of connection because when we make connection, It creates an environment which allows us to inspire people because it gives us a chance to relate to somebody else. And there's so many different connections that we can take advantage of in the contact center. We've got to be constantly looking for ways to make sure that people know there are other people like them. And I I don't care whether it's based on their performance, whether it's roses, daisies, and weeds, or whether we, we connect people up on what their favorite TV shows are or where they live or whatever the circumstances are, but we need to constantly be looking for ways to connect people. So we encourage people to run contests based on, you know, we, in, we've got three groups today. We're going to have um, everybody that loves Game of Thrones, everybody that loves the show Friends, or everybody loves the Big Bang Theory. So we're now going to run a competition based on which one of those you're in. Well, now I now find out that, that Joe or Cindy, which are two rows over, they like the Big Bang Theory just the way I do. So, we're trying to find different ways to connect them. When we do, it helps you create some stickiness in your organization, which will reduce your turnover. But it also gives me an opportunity that when I do find somebody doing something right, that I know that there's somebody else in the organization that actually can see it and can relate to it because I've got a friend or I've got a buddy or I've got a cohort or somebody in the organization that actually cares. It's also really important that when we've got 10 people or 10,000 people, that when somebody is successful, that if my friends can find out or see that I've been successful or I can see that they've been successful or I'm competing against them, it creates an opportunity for us to have connection. The third thing that we need in order to keep people inspired is we need to give them the single most important thing that they need, and that's you, their leader or their manager. You see, because there's three things that a frontline employee needs from their boss, they need a clear job description. You know exactly what it is they need to do secondly they need the skills and tools necessary to get the job done but the third thing they need is a boss that has their best interest in mind if i have a boss that has their best interest in mind then i really can be successful and i can really build an organization that's going to really really achieve the kind of goals that we want to achieve and so how do i be a a boss that's that's interested and has their best interest in mind well, there's an old adage that comes with friendship, and that is if you want to be a great friend, you need to be interested, not interesting. When, I, when I'm interested in the people that are my friends, then that's how I become a best friend. That's how I become a great friend. Well, being interested in the success of an employee is something that, that allows me to be a great boss which shows that I have their best interest in mind. It allows me to encourage. It allows me to train. I'm looking for ways to test, teach, listening. I've always thought that when someone had an experience in your organization, whether they were there for four months or whether they were there for 40 years, when someone asked them what they thought of the organization that they were working for, I always thought that if we could at least accomplish, hey, you know what? I work for ABC Corporation. You know what? they're not perfect. I guess probably no company is. But you know what? When I go there, I've gotten better than I was when I started. They're interested in my success. I'm gaining skills and tools that I can use here or anywhere else. And for the time that I've been there, I've really grown. I've really achieved. And I'm better now than I was when I started. If you can get that kind of accomplishment out of someone that comes and works for you, then I really do think you've been successful as an employer and you've certainly been successful as a manager or, or as a leader. If we can accomplish these three things, right, if we can find somebody doing something right, if we can create connection and we can be interested, not just interesting in being the kind of manager or leader that has our employees' best interest in mind, then we can We can keep people inspired which of course is going to drive our KPIs and I think when you're able to do these three things when we're able to keep people inspired by finding a connection by keeping them connected and being interested not interesting what we end up with is we end up getting the kind of results from our employees that we never thought we could ever get and we never even thought we had the right to ask for do these three things you'll be successful Uh, Great being with you this week. Look forward to next week's podcast. Have a great day. Bye-bye now.